1: Welcome to Kogel Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. I'm film critic Gary Kogel, and today I look at two of the best films of this past year. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, directed by Quentin Tarantino, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Plus, a remarkable award-winning film from South Korea. It's called Parasite. And it's directed by the great Bong Joon-ho.
2: And I'm wine expert Haley Hamilton Cogill. We are toasting Hollywood and passion in today's show, celebrating the wines of Frank Family Vineyards and Donna Estates, along with Donna's relatively new label, Vaso Cellars going to get into why on both and just a little bit but first Gary I'm so excited for our first film <laughs> I love Once Upon a Time how many Hollywood. times have you seen
1: this film not Three?
2: no I think about four
1: about four yeah four yeah. or
2: five maybe <laughs> I, or five I watched
1: it <laughs> sneaked in a few
2: well it's because I, I yes yes I've, I've
1: seen it this film is so good yeah and, and listen it's not everybody's cup of tea and I've heard I've read all the critics of you know wow well, this and that it, it whole, doesn't have to be. The whole thing works for me. Yeah. An entire movie works for me. I think it's one of Tarantino's best. It has a loopy, lighthearted feel to it. Yeah. And then a very serious ending. It's a Hollywood ending because yes. he wanted to do a fairy tale ending. Yeah. Like he did in *Inglorious Bastards where, you know, he goes in and kills Hitler yeah. and all the <laughs> the third right people. And, and, uh, and burns them all down in a movie theater. Uh-huh. Well, he reinvents or does his own twist. Changes
2: the end. Yeah.
1: Changes the end of a very tragic thing in American history, the Sharon Tate murder mm-hmm. and the Charles Manson group. And, but leading up to that, it's two movies. It's a one movie star and a stuntman. So Leonardo DiCaprio plays Rick Dalton. In fact, his parking spot in his Hollywood Hills home uh, has a big poster of him. Of or, himself. Of himself. And <laughs> of there's posters of himself all <laughs> everywhere. over. Everywhere. Everywhere you go. <laughs> and he's constantly, and, and, you know, his buddy is this stunt guy uh, who's got a shady past as well, played by Brad Pitt. This movie's nominated for 10 Academy Awards, oh, including Best Picture and Director and, you know, uh, I... And Leo. I, I, and Leo's nominated. Yeah. I, I think Brad Pitt actually could... Probably win the Oscar this year. He's been winning a bunch of awards and he's so good in it. Mm-hmm. There's this kind of lazy feel to the film. It also is so in tune with 1969 because it takes place then.
2: So, what do you mean by lazy?
1: Lazy in that it's not, it's it,
2: <sighs> like it's not rushed, like everybody's just kind of living.
1: I think it's a very tight film. It just doesn't appear to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it has this kind of. L- easygoing attitude yeah. because it just follows two guys who are... just
2: know, hanging.
1: They're just hanging. He's,
2: he's got to go and, you One
1: know. acts and hopes... You know, he's yeah. not really making the living that he used to. He has to go to Europe and do some Italian <laughs> westerns and not by the number one Italian western director, the number two guy. <laughs> so it's a, it's a little bit less. And they do a lot of jokes like that. Yeah. Also, it's kind of like hanging out with the two of them. Uh-huh. And uh, DiCaprio's character has got a southern accent. Uh-huh. You know, he's kind of... And a little bit of a lisp. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's... and he And he's... You know, and he gains weight, loses weight. He's in these movies. And then Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt's kind of an enforcer. There's this great scene because they name everybody in the movie. There's all these famous actors. And so they name them all. And there there are other actors playing them. Mm Um, and, and, and of course they live next door to Sharon Tate and and uh and the Polanski. D- and Roman Polanski uh-huh. and uh, uh, but at one point uh, Rick Dalton gets a small part in a, like a Jackie Chan or or at a, a Bruce, Lee, Bruce movie. Lee movie and so there's this actor playing a hyped up Bruce Lee <laughs> who is who's doing a 5 minute monologue to the crew of how he could beat Cassius Clay, he could beat Muhammad <laughs> Ali, he could, you know, he could beat Sonny Liston. And, and, and the stunt guy, it's Brad Pitt in a tux who looks great yeah. the entire movie, is just giggling. And Bruce Lee comes over to him and says, why are you laughing? And he goes, You're just so full, you know, you're just so full of <laughs> and so he goes, Well, let's let's
2: Well I'd I'd take you on, but my hands are I'd take are, you in, but are, my
1: my hands registered are registered as lethal weapons. Registered as lethal which weapons. Is just ridiculous. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And we all have this reverence for Bruce Lee. It's just a loopy Bruce Lee. And so Brad, they challenge just, each yeah. other and
2: And go and, <laughs> and Brad throws him into the side of the, the stunt
1: car. car and dents the stunt car and gets fired. And it's just the coolest scene. It's, great. it's, it's great. just everything about that. And then, you know, he meets a girl, they go to this weird ranch. Bruce Dern has a crazy little part in it. There's all kinds of flirtiness going on. Uh, and then you have this Margot Robbie is so good in she's this She's so, she I Sharon love Tate. her.
2: And she's, and everything she continues to do, she. Never disappoints. I think she's adorable.
1: She's so good in Bombshell. Yeah, and she's so—I mean, she's l- l- great in both these movies. Mm-hmm. But she's she
2: great in I, Tanya. Like she's yeah, she's yeah, developing she's, a
1: really interesting. Oh character. yeah, she she's an Oscar-level actress. But there's an innocence to the whole Sharon mm-hmm. Tate character in this. No matter what she's doing and getting pregnant and and she goes to the movie theater in Westwood
2: yeah. and
1: watches her own movie.
2: And she's so sweet and about talks it. her way
1: into getting in free it, yeah. because I'm in this.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm in I'm in a Matt Helm film with, <laughs> Dean with Dean Martin. but Dean Martin. You know, it's just, there's something. And then there's a, a you know, the, the whole shocking ending to the movie is ultra violent, really shocking. Uh, I think it's perfect mm-hmm. because Tarantino wanted to provide, I, I think, a fairy tale ending to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. The whole movie is kind of a fairy tale well, I, that I, dips I, in and out of reality.
2: Right. I mean, I almost took it as like, this is, I don't know if it's necessarily a love letter, but at least it's a a a happy way to remember his passion for for the industry right. and and probably you know like i take this as OK, this is when I was growing up and this is I was watching this, these spaghetti mm-hmm. westerns or mm-hmm. this is who TV know, shows and TV shows that yeah. that had characters like Rick Dalton on yeah. that, you know, were kind of your your heroes. Like you watched your bonanza or you watched whatever. And and he's, he's, and so this was almost a way to to celebrate that time and then change, change the ending for. You know, the better.
1: This horrible better. thing that happened in our culture, in the and the Sharon Tate murders, and Charles Manson, and Manson, I think, just died in prison not mm-hmm. too long ago, and just this hor—this hor- this horrible, just bloodbath. And to be able, as a filmmaker, to sit and go, I'm going to make that not ever happen mm-hmm. and change it. And this is what, how I'm going to do it. And I'm, that's all I'm going to say about it. But yeah. it's kind of like, as a filmmaker, you can. You can do that. That's can, the whole
2: point of it. It's can, not supposed to. You it's, can make it up. Yeah. Nobody ever said this was a documentary. <laughs> it's a movie.
1: It's a movie. And then all these references to old TV shows, at one point they reference Audie Murphy. Uh-huh. And Audie Murphy was a World War II veteran. I grew up, my dad was a World War II veteran. And my my dad talked about Audie Murphy all the time. And Audie Murphy was a World War II on you know, medal honor uh, in the war and and became a movie star and did war movies. Uh-huh. And I used to I used to watch this with my them. dad on TV. But to reference I see Audie and Murphy, so that's like
2: a great memory for you.
1: And the whole movie's like that. Every every song, every piece of music, the way it looks, it's just I think it's, it's a really cool great. film. Yes, yeah. we loved it. Yeah.
2: And and I'm excited for it to have
1: received as many well, nominations. Di- DiCaprio's as it has. come a long way since Gilbert Grape. <sighs> and he's great in Gilbert Grape. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's fantastic in that film. I think it's nominated for an Oscar of that film. But golly, they're yeah. just also good. Al Pacino's in Al Pacino's it
2: too. Pacino has a funny role, and in... it's the
1: last last role for Luke Perry before he died. Yeah, just just really meaningful stuff. Loved it.
2: We loved it. So yeah. I thought it'd be nice to kind of pair uh, our Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with a wine from a owner that has a very long had a very long has a very long story, Hollywood story, Mm -hmm. before he got into wine. Oh, really? And that is, so Frank Family Vineyards in Napa Valley was started by Rich Frank in 1992. And before he started Frank Family Vineyards, he was the head of Disney Studios (laughs) and worked for Paramount. And... Had
1: I did not know.
2: Yeah, this. he was chairman of Walt Disney Television and Telecommunications. Headed wow. Disney's syndication arm, Buena Vista. I uh, was then president of Walt Disney Studios for nearly nearly a decade, and oversaw development of the Disney Channel. Was with Paramount Television Group. Worked Mm. for President of Chris Craft Television. Started the USA Network. Had a very um, more on the television side than film side. But he also, under his leadership, Dead Poet Society was made, and Good Morning Vietnam was made, Mm. and Aladdin and Lion King and Pretty Woman, and and he had this just very very long, very storied, very very successful career um, within Disney and within Hollywood and this whole time developing a deep love and passion for wine and traveling abroad and, and tasting the great bordeauxs and burgundies and kind of i think just the the you know the intensity of living in hollywood wanted to have a place that he could get to quickly but would be in a completely different world right and for so many as people that we know that have kind of created secondary careers napa valley is often a really great place it's it's interesting how especially many especially
1: back then this
2: well yeah I mean this well this is 92 it wasn't yeah. like that long ago yeah. but um we know a lot of winemakers and winery owners that that kind of get into the industry after they've had a successful career in x because as we say how do you make a small fortune in wine you start with a really big one yeah um, and so he and his wife Leslie um have this, it's, it's such a beloved property. I think the tasting rooms is definitely like one of the the most fun and, and favorite tasting rooms in Napa. They, uh, the, what was Frank family vineyards before they began was actually a, a sparkling wine producer. And, um, so they have, they do make a small percentage of bubbles now, but predominantly it's just like very, very consistent, Classic, varietally correct Chardonnay and Pinot Noir and Zinfandel and just incredible Cab. I think the Frank Family Napa Cab. You know what you're going to get every time. Every time and every bottle. time it's you, always good. you get it, and it's always good. And it's and it's luscious and rich and it's filled with blackberry and black cherries and mocha and espresso and a little bit of spice. But you know, smooth tannins, great acidity. It's just a really solid. Always delicious wine. And it seemed like the
1: perfect pairing. I think, it, wasn't there a recent, like an award with AFI?
2: Hey, well, that's, uh, and him, again, I kind think. of in, within his, though he has stepped into this amazing career in wine, he is still so dedicated to the the industry, the film industry, the, the television industry. He... Uh, was president of the Academy of Te- Television Arts and Science- yeah. Sciences for six years. Wow. Um, he's the vice chairman and executive board member for AFI. In 2011, he received an honorary doctorate degree from AFI, along with Helen Mirren and Spike Lee. So, yeah, it's wow. it, which you know, it's kind of the best of both worlds. Like I get to to stay involved and my first passion while fulfilling my second passion. So, and he's just, they're just like the nicest people also. That's you, you know, you, you hope that, that really good products have really good people behind them. And they're both just lovely. And his kids are also involved. They both have um, their careers also kind of both of them went into the media industries, but both of them are involved in the winery also. And, and Todd Graff has been his winemaker i want to, i think he's their gm now since they began and wow. and you know just a really oh. again if you if you ever are looking for just a really solid you know what you're going to get you know that it's going to deliver what you hope for i think frank family vineyards is always a great go-to
1: yeah and they're they're decent priced ones yeah. too i think yeah, the, the cab is like
2: 60 the yeah. Chardonnay's maybe 35 dollars. Yeah. know 40 something like that so yeah they're not
1: Insane. So every time I see a Frank, because we, we drink a lot of Frank. We drink family. a lot of Frank. Yeah. yeah uh, and and that, this whole this is all new to me, and I love this. Yeah. I loved, lear, I learned a lot today. Oh, good. Yeah, Yay. cool. And that's a good wine and film connection. I thought so, too. I think it's a, perfect, it's a perfect pairing. I think so. When we come back on Kogel Wine and Film, a perfect pairing, one of the best films of this year, I think of any year, the Cannes Film Festival winner from South Korea. It's called Parasite. And that's going to be a fun movie for you and I to talk about (laughs) because it creeps me out. It makes me laugh. It's a little bit of everything and we will be right back. Welcome back to Kogil One and Film, A Perfect Pairing. The Oscar nominations recently announced, and one of the films getting a lot of attention with a nomination for Best Picture and Best Director is a film called Parasite. It's a movie from South Korea. It's about a modern-day family. I'm going to call them all grifters. Yeah. A modern-day family. They're smart. They're... They live in just kind of a hellhole. Yeah. They live at the bottom of the sewers in this horrible place. They're all trying to get Wi Fi signals. I don't know where they got their phones. But they're but they're smart. Yeah. They're just they're grifters. They
2: just don't want to put the effort in. Yeah, they don't
1: want to put the effort because in. Because they
2: could all probably go out and get really good jobs. Yes. But it's easier just to work the system.
1: To work the system. And they meet and they encounter. They're kind of at the bottom of society, even though you realize right away they're pretty smart people. And they encounter a wealthy family. And it's how they intertwine themselves and grift into this wealthy family in a home that's just beautiful. Yeah. And so they're living in a squalor, and they start to grift and work part-time in a home. Uh, with this family. With this family, and it's what happens. And then, and then all hell breaks yes. loose, and there's all kinds of secrets going on. Down below in the basement, it becomes a little bit of a horror film. Uh-huh. Not, not, I can't really call it a horror movie because I don't think it is. no. Because I think it's based in reality. This whole movie is based in kind of a, some
2: sort of reality, <laughs> some sort of reality of,
1: of real people that you that you get that, to know. Well,
2: and yeah, reality. And they're and all making they're,
1: horrible decisions. That there
2: are people like this out there, and, right? And it's so funny that, you know the the title "Parasite." I want you saw this several weeks before I did. Before I finally, because yeah. I was like, oh, I don't want to. Is it going to be like Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow's head being being pulled off? I do not want to yeah, have yeah. like a crazy bug movie, and it's just they're the parasite is that they're so filthy
1: you could have like, called it leeches yeah it's yeah. they're
2: just they're just they're just terrible terrible people but we and they have teenage kids that are the leaders of this whole thing i mean that's the yeah. the, the the craziness and the mind behind And they're it smart is, yeah the kids run yeah it's yeah. it's but the director did one of our favorite films okja that we talked about a lot last year two years about ago About the giant pig about the giant pig um with with Tilda Swinton, yeah, and um, it's it, it's a Netflix film. You can get it if you haven't ever seen O-K-J-A. it.
1: OKJA yes. Oakja, and we just you did Snowpiercer well, also. And
2: I didn't realize that, but yeah. then seeing this and seeing that film, they th- there's so yeah. many kind of just similarities into how you live. To you, you look at a film like Snowpiercer. You look at a film like Oakja, and all of it is trying to find ways to survive. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, you see many similarities, I mm-hmm. think, in Parasite. And I
1: think they're also, they're playing on the class system in this movie. That right. There's an upper class and then there's a lower class and, and they they kind of feed off each other. The upper class needs a lower class to clean their house and do things that they don't want to do. they don't want to do. You know, including tutor their children in education um, and those kinds of things. And, and then, and the haves and the haves not. But then all these bad decisions that everyone makes along the way to make things worse, yeah. and then there's a past, yeah. and the past starts to reveal itself in the basement yeah. of this place, and then man, and then it's got a violent, shocking, yeah. violent, shocking ending, which, which gives it kind of that horror aspect to it. Without, but it's not a slasher movie. It's, it's not, not that sl- kind of movie. Yeah, it's
2: not that kind of movie. In fact, it's it, just in really fact, it's,
1: it's kind of giggly. You start. There's a giggly element to the first 30, 40 minutes of this movie. Of, of just, the, wow.
2: I don't know that I call it giggly. I, I, Gary, you're dark. You've got
1: a dark the side. Second, <laughs> the second time I saw the film, I, it kind of made me giggle and laugh <laughs> a little bit. But I also watched. Kind of I watched the film with my hands over my mouth and my eyes going. I was oh, going to no. say, if
2: it's giggling, it's because it's so uncomfortable. I because think that it's that's, so uncomfortable. That's the, it's not like a ha ha. This is so hilarious. No. It's a, oh my god. I don't believe that this. Right. That this is what's going on.
1: I think. I think it's the perfectly constructed movie. This director is so good. Yeah. The art direction in this movie is so good. You know, just what they do with with water and. You know, just where they live, the lighting, you know, the things that go on outside the oh, window, just, oh. just the creepiness it's of so creepy. <laughs> you know, that you want them to get out of there. They're smart enough to go get a job and get out of there. And then when they start this, they, you realize
2: they're, that's not who they are. No, they're they're,
1: they lie good. and con no. constantly.
2: They don't think even twice yeah. about it. Oh,
1: yeah. So Parasite to me, to, I mean, I think, you know, I think he just won along with Scorsese or was it the Sam Mendes? I think the Critics' Choice Awards. Critics, yes. He was co-winner of Best yes, Director. Yes, for Best be, Director. And he's up. He's one of the five up for this. And uh, I, mean, I mean, we're this is big time stuff. Yeah. It, this guy is on a it was, level.
2: it was nominated for Best Foreign Language because it is in Korean. So, yeah. you know, get ready. It's a right. subtitle film. So right. you're don't, don't drink too many glasses of wine. And
1: don't watch it dubbed into English. Yes. Just oh, watch it yeah. with subtitles. And um, you kind of don't need them because it's so modern.
2: Yeah. Because you know. it's easy to follow along. But yeah. just FYI, don't, don't. Don't drink too many glasses of wine because well then because then you you'll you'll forget that you're
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you true. Understand. hey uh. one one little trivia note. Um I, I, I was doing some research about because I was interested in the design of that home. That home the home of the wealthy family is mm-hmm. really and plays an integral part of this. That entire home is a set that was oh, built wow. in order to have the light shine through the windows. Remember the little kid camping outside yeah. and to have the light shine in and be be able to see things in and out through windows. Was all de- all designed? It's all a set, and it's an indoor and an yeah. outdoor set. But yeah. that 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 home does not exist. Wow, wow! And when you see it, the home is so important. Yes, yeah, it's cool. Anyway, we're big fans. Is, uh,
2: so, and you can find it. Did it? Is it in theaters? Did that come I don't, out? I, it's in theaters okay.
1: still. Yeah, I don't think it's it's not on.
2: It's not a Netflix film. It's
1: not a. Uh, it's not a Netflix okay. film. Yeah, okay. and it should be on demand pretty soon. Pretty soon. Yeah,
2: and it's re- it's worth going six out six Oscar nominations to find it. And I'm sure if yeah. if it hadn't been out in your theater, then it will be just because it has gotten so much. Yeah. so much uh, Academy recognition. It's done
1: 135 million dollars. Great. Yeah. It's
2: great. Okay, we're going to lighten up the conversation a little bit. Can um, we? Because it's so dark. And, and I don't, I'm not, you know, the owner of Donna Estates has absolutely nothing to do with these people, except that he is from South Korea.
1: <laughs> okay, that's your <laughs> only connection. That's
2: my only connection. And, he makes, and
1: they make great wine. Well,
2: and that's Fantastic kind of because wine. I wanted to talk about how delicious his wine is. And there aren't a lot of... Wine isn't a big part of the culture in South Korea, and so it's interesting that that this particular um, gentleman—it's he—he he Sang Lee owns Donna Estate, and in the early 1970s, he was traveling to the United States, and he extended his trip for a couple of days, and he had his first glass of wine. And it was, again, this 1970s. And gosh, don't we all wish we could go back and have a $20 splurge wine that was a 1970 first growth Bordeaux. So I wish I could have that 1970 first growth Bordeaux for 20 bucks. Um, And that kind of ignited his whole interest and passion and learning about wine. And um, from my understanding, he's a flower. Magnet and, yeah. and a very very successful businessman in South Korea. Flour as in baking. flour as in baking, yes. Yeah. And um, we had an opportunity several years ago to go and visit the estate and 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 walk around their just beautiful vineyards in Rutherford. Very zen. Very zen, and that's kind of Peaceful. his whole thing. That, um, but how why he you know he fell in love with with wine he was traveling back and forth between South Korea and Europe a lot and kind of needed to have a, a stopping point. And Oh, if you have to stop somewhere, why not it just be Napa just Valley? In Napa. <laughs> and so he started, um, the winery Donna Estates and the whole goal was to make the very, very highest quality, the very best single vineyard expressions of Cabernet Sauvignon. Right. Um, so they have three different vineyards: the Helms Vineyard, Hershey Vineyard, and Lotus Vineyard, and they're all dedicated to Cab. Um, he brought in Philippe Melka as their consulting winemaker.
1: That's a big wow.
2: And they're they're just like I remember us sitting at this tasting in this very very zen, very peaceful, mm-hmm. very beautiful. I think Howard Backen, um was the architect on the actual winery and just made this very soothing environment. And we kind of sat there. It's the kind of wine that when you're doing a tasting, you, you, you linger over. It's right. not a wine. And as a professional, I do spit because otherwise, I that's I get drunk. And that kind of defeats the whole part of being a a, a taster. I think we drank every single every single drop. I'm not of, letting
1: any drop of the Donna <laughs> wine go. Yeah,
2: and 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 just very special and and really beautiful. So then a handful, and, expensive. Of, and they're very expensive. Yeah. Um, even by Napa standards, they are expensive wines. So a few years ago. I don't know that necessarily they wanted to have an introductory brand. They just wanted to have kind of another brand. And so the so Donna started Vasso Cellars um, as kind of their secondary label. And they also, with Vasso, introduced not only a Cabernet Sauvignon, but a Sauvignon Blanc. And uh, the Sauvignon Blanc in particular, it's from their Hershey Vineyard up on Howell Mountain which is kind of interesting. You think how mountain is more cab country and can mm-hmm. this, you know, how will this all be in but it's this tiny little plot within this beautiful vineyard that the it's as much of a, a high end Bordeaux style white wine that I've had outside of maybe Lales, Georgia from from Napa. Well, there's some really beautiful Sauvignon blocks, but this one, it's aged for 18 months in neutral oak, as neutral French oak, as well as concrete. And just that length of time gives this. You know, we kind of think Sauvignon Blanc is higher acid and very fresh and, and, you know, super bright. And it has all of those characteristics. But there's also this undertone of just creaminess and, hmm. and uh, honeysuckle and uh, a little bit of, like, lemon curd that makes – that just kind of rounds out the palate so beautifully. And it's just such a really beautiful, super special wine um, and it's still really small production, but –
1: but really, you know there's So, because nice. we've had this discussion before about making these high-end um,
0: um,
1: white w- wines white wines uh, that are really rare, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I remember your friend. We went to her home, La-
2: the Lale, Georgia. Yeah, Lyle, yeah.
1: Robin Lyle. Yeah. That this is kind of
2: yeah. It's I mean, they're to, me, to like, do something. It like is that. very much very similar, and and producing a super premium um, Bordeaux-style white Sauvignon mm-hmm. Blanc from from Napa. You know, come on, at the end of the day, the Georgia, to me, is like the end-all, be-all, also right. made by Philippe, which is, you know, you do kind the of... The Georgia
1: is to be-all, end-all.
2: I, I think so. Of Sevigny it's Blanc. It, for, from Napa Valley. Yeah. It's one of, I think, one of our most favorites. But this is a really... And honestly, though, this is also half the price of Georgia. I want to say that yeah. the, the Vaso Sauvignon Blanc is maybe $75 versus oh, Okay, and that's pricey for a Sauvignon Blanc, yeah.
1: but it's not in that... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But... So I'm so I'm in the I'm in a little grocery store in a little remote area in Hawaii where we live, and uh, I, I go into the little food land to the wine area to the wine area, which is always kind of fascinating because the prices aren't horrible. You yeah. think in a resort area on an island that they're all going to be jacked up, and they're not. And then they have a little private case there, oh, and yeah. you can look through the glass, and they'll always have like a bottle of Cristal in mm-hmm. there and some Dom Pérignon and mm-hmm. stuff. And there's a bottle of Dana. D A N A. And it's like four, four seventy five yeah. or four fifty. Yeah. Which is kind of what it costs. Yeah. yeah, around there. And I'm thinking, how did that bottle <laughs> end up in the most remote part? Other because way.
2: because people on this beautiful Big Island of right. Hawaii like to drink really good. And wine. by the way,
1: that bottle is gone now. Uh, well, I would somebody imagine so. It. Of course, somebody bought It's it.
2: a great little. It's a great little grocery store. Yeah, they bring in some good stuff. I I
1: put that I put that that tasting of Donna up there with uh, our uh, Promontory tasting. Promontory tasting. Uh, it's it's that
2: tasting we did with Robin Leal. Leal. We've, we've had some
1: Colgan. Some,
2: yeah, that was um, special.
1: Harlan, you know, Ooh. possibly. Yeah. yeah. It's in that it's in that we had ballpark. a we've
2: had knock on wood we've had the ability to taste some really good wines with some yeah. really beautiful
1: people and you know what you just did you just took us off parasite thank you and into these just into these really
2: wines. nice oh
1: <laughs> I loved
2: it. well and it's it's you know it just shows you that and that a, a chance occurrence changed the course of at least you know hing song Lee's Life forever yeah, yeah Which then we get to benefit from Because now we have These beautiful wines
1: We're all connected
2: In some way
1: We are <laughs> Hey um, And also We would just want to say This is our 99th show Woo-hoo! So the next time On Cogill Wine And Film of Perfect Pairing Let's do our 100th show
2: Oh Oh my Gosh, I know. Let's we're we'll
1: blow some horns and kazoos, and we'll talk about the recent Oscar nominations because there's a whole bunch of them, and it's a really fascinating year,
2: absolutely. But for more on our discussion today, please follow our blog on cogillconsulting.com or through Facebook. Follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Cogill. And to see what we're drinking now, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dallas Uncorked.
1: And with that, I'm Gary Cogill, and I'm always looking for the next great film.
2: I'm Haley Hamilton Cogill, always in search of a great glass of wine.
1: Join us next time on Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing.
0: Aloha. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets.